Come on, wasn't that so awesome? I love that because it shows really the power when we come together. You know, last week we asked everyone to give a dollar, simply one dollar, one dollar. And if you wanted to, you could give a dollar for everyone in your household. And in literally the grand scheme of things, a dollar is not that significant. But when we come together as a church, there is power in that. So I want to encourage you, times of giving, when you feel like your gift is insignificant, that video just shows the power when we come together as a church, as a church. And what I also love about that video is generosity always spurs more generosity. And I want to read a message that one of the drivers sent us on our social media. This is word for word. We copy and pasted it uh, from the message he sent. I had to send a message here because I am so thankful for the blessing I received today. I was a receiver of Uber Eats tips today. I wanted to tell you the story of God's goodness and faithfulness in my life. I am a single mom and my girls are my everything. This is the first time I have ever spent Thanksgiving without them. So this morning I was an emotional mess. I was broken. And then once again, God stepped in and chose me to be the recipient of your gift. He knew just what I needed and exactly at the right time, his time. I was so in shock this morning that I felt I couldn't say thank you enough. My promise to one church is that I will be paying it forward and using a portion of your gift to bless another family this Christmas season. Thank you, one church, from the bottom of my heart. Come on, one church, give it up for yourselves. Give it up for yourselves. Y'all did that. Y'all did that one, church. Well, if you don't know who I am, my name is Jimmy Sai. I am one of the campus pastors at One Church. Uh, we have an amazing church led by some amazing uh, lead pastors. Pastor Brian and Pastor Crystal Sparks are amazing. They are, they are the best. But before we move on, let's welcome our online campus. Hello, online campus. We love y'all. Our online campus is made up of people tuning in from all over New York, Georgia, the Philippines, the UK. Come on, all over. So One Church is much bigger than uh, four walls. It's it's reaching uh, a nation. It's reaching cities. It's reaching states. Uh, So, so awesome to be part of One Church. We've been in a series called Overflow, and I'm going to continue that series. I'm going to preach a message called Love Over Everything. Love over everything. 1 Peter 4, 7 through 10. If you got your Bible, 1 Peter 4, 7 through 10. This is a message where Peter is addressing uh, Christians in various parts of Asia Minor. And in this, in this time period, Christians are experiencing trials, hardships, rejection, mistreatment from the world. And this is an outline of Christian living. 1 Peter 4, 7 through 10 reads this. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all else, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins, offers hospitality uh, to one another without grumbling. Each of you shall use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in these various forms. Peter is saying in this moment, I don't care what the world is saying. I don't care what the world is doing. Above all else, love each other. I want to echo those words today. I don't care what the world is saying about the election. 
I don't care what the world is saying about COVID. I don't care what the world is posting on social media. Above all else, love one another. I want to echo those words today. Can we pray? Father God, right now we come humble to you. Father God, right now we come with open and receptive hearts. Father, right now nobody showed up to hear a word from man, but a word from you. So Father, I step out of the way and allow you to use me to speak to the hearts of your people. Father, right now we, we say this word, your word, will penetrate our hearts. Let nobody here leave the same. In the name of Jesus we pray. Everyone said Amen, amen. How many bad drivers are out here? I, that's right, I said bad drivers. Are you sitting next to a bad driver? <laughs> Do you have a bad driver in the, the household? See, y'all are already pointing at the person beside y'all. Y'all are already exposing somebody. Hey, online campus, tag a bad driver. Expose them online right now. Expose a bad driver online. Well, we have a bad driver in our household, uh, our 20-year-old Allison. is a bad driver. And this is the definition of bad driver. If any part of your driving game is bad, you're a dra- bad driver. I don't care if you can go forward, but if you cannot go reverse, you're still a bad driver. I don't care if you can drive properly, but if you can't park properly, you're a bad driver. If any part of your game is bad, you is a bad driver. You is a bad driver. If any part of your game is bad, you is a bad driver. Uh, Allison, she's not the greatest at backing up, and I know this because I look at her back bumper. She often comes home with new cracks, new dings, uh, more paint missing from the bumper. Uh, If anything, y'all should feel sympathy for a bumper. It it looks terrible. Uh, She often hits non-moving objects, non-moving objects. And oftentimes these objects look like uh, her friend's cars. Allison has backed up into a few of her friends' cars. I told her the other day she's not going to have any more friends because nobody's going to want to hang out with her in fear the car's going to get dinged. <laughs> so, uh, her most recent car incident was uh, at a gas station. She was pumping gas uh, at a gas station, and she started multitasking. Uh, she started cleaning out her car, started talking on the phone. As it was time to leave, she had this thought, oh, wait, I need my receipt. So She's driving off and then has a second thought. Wait a minute. She looks at her side rearview mirror and has noticed she did not take the gas pump handle out of the car. (laughs) She panics, throws the car in park, runs to the gas pump. Gas is spewing everywhere. She runs back to the car, grabs the handle, and thinks she can just screw it back on. So she's got the handle, trying to screw it back on. It's not working. Gas is still flowing everywhere. She's trying to hold the hose, like that's going to help. Gas is still flowing everywhere. No matter what she does, gas is still flowing. She cannot prevent the gas from flowing. It just keeps coming no matter what she tries. This should be the scene of love in our lives. No matter what we want to do to stop it, it should flow. No matter how bad we want it to flow, stop flowing, it should flow. No matter what we try to do to stop love, it should flow out of us. This should be the scene a love in our lives. No matter what we try to do to hold back love, it should flow in our lives. It should flow in our lives. When we live a life that says love over everything, we live a life that says it's not about me. Life doesn't revolve around me. 
I'm not the center of it all. Life isn't about my preferences, my opinions. Life isn't about what I'm passionate about. It's okay if you're passionate about something different. It's okay if we have different views. We don't have to agree on everything. But what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to draw lines of division. I'm not going to say, if you don't think like me, you're on that side and I'm on this side. I'm not going to say, if you don't agree with me, you're on that side and I'm on this side. I'm not going to draw lines of division. But instead, I'm going to love through my actions and words. I'm going to love you if you don't think like me. I'm going to love you if you don't look like me. I'm going to love you if you don't agree with me. I'm going to love you even if you hate me. I'm going to live a life of love no matter what. And how do we do that? How do we live a life of love over everything? Number one, don't be offended. Don't be offended. Don't be offended. Luke 17, 1. Then he said to his disciples, it is impossible that no offense should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. Do you know it's impossible to lick your elbow? Try it. Go ahead. Try it. Online campus. Try it. Look, I'll try it just so y'all don't feel silly. I didn't say y'all try it. Let's try it again. Y'all made me look silly. Let's all do it so y'all we feel silly together. Try to lick your elbow. Can't do it. Can't do it. Impossible. Impossible. Online campus, did anybody lick their elbow? Didn't think so. Impossible to lick your elbow. See, some things are just impossible. Jesus lets us know avoiding offenses is impossible. Just like it was impossible for us just now to lick our elbows, avoiding offenses is impossible. We cannot live a life where offenses don't come our way. There will be something said. There will be something done. There will be something posted. That's going to get you in the feels. Something's going to be done to get you in the feels. Your boss will say something that'll get you in the feels. The person next to you sitting in church with you right now will post something on their social media that will get you in the feels. Something's going to come your way that's going to get you in the feels. So if offenses are impossible, then there's got to be a difference between offenses and offended. If the Bible is telling us offenses are impossible, there has to be a difference between offenses and offended. Offended is when we choose to pick up an offense. When we are in our fields, when something has come our way to get us in our fields, we still have the option, we still have the choice to pick it up. We still have the choice to be offended. I came across this quote the other day from T. Harv Eker. Nothing has meaning except the meaning you give it. When offenses come your way, you actually have the choice what it means to you. You have the choice to say, this is no big deal. Or you have the choice to say, hey, I want to pick this up. You have the choice to let it slide right by you. You have a choice to say, this isn't going to bother me. But you have a choice what it's going to mean to you. So when, when offenses come your way, you actually have a choice of what it's going to mean to you. 
Second way is forgive. Second way to live a life of love over everything is forgive. Colossians 3.13. Bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. I have two other daughters. They're six and four years old. Uh, They like to pick on each other sometimes. And for the parents out there, this is often known as the longest car rides ever. Just on Thanksgiving, we went to some dear friends of ours for lunch. They only lived 25 minutes from my house. It seemed like a three-hour drive. The longest car rides ever. (laughs) For the single people out there, y'all just wait. Y'all write this in your notes and date it. Say, Pastor Jimmy told me about this moment. Journal it, single people. So they're in this stage where they like to pick on each other. And from the back seat, all we hear is, hey, stay on your side. Hey, I'm not done with that. Give that back. Don't look at me. Don't stick your tongue at me. Quit breathing my air. This is my air. I call this air. Don't breathe the same air I am. Uh, We just hear ridiculous stuff from the back seat. And and typically a conversation goes like this. Hey, y'all be nice to each other. And then they proceed to tell us, hey, so-and-so got on my side. Hey, so-and-so looked at me. Hey, so-and-so touched me. Hey, so-and-so took something from me. All they're saying is, I don't want to be nice because I have a complaint. That's all they're saying in that moment is, I don't want to be nice to my sister because I have a complaint against the other party. I don't want to be nice to my coworker. I don't want to be nice to my boss. I don't want to be nice to my neighbor. Because I have a complaint. I don't want to love my neighbor. Their dog comes over all the time and leaves presents in my yard. I don't want to be nice to my coworker because they cheated me out of the deal. That was my sell. I don't want to be nice to my boss because they embarrassed me in front of the whole office. I don't want to show love to my family member. Because last time I was with them, they had one too many margaritas and started acting crazy. I'm not showing love because I have a complaint. Let's read Colossians 3.13 again. Bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, and so you must forgive. If you have a complaint against another, forgive. Forgiveness is not saying the, the, the complaint is not valid. It's not saying there wasn't hurt. It's not saying the other person is right. Forgiveness is this. Allowing yourself to love over everything. To love above the complaint. No complaint can stop your love. That's what forgiveness is. It's saying no complaint is going to stop love from flowing in my life. Third way. Be loved. Be loved. 1 John 4, 9 through 11. 
This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might, lo- might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us, we also ought to love one another. I am a weak parent. I have no willpower. I have no strength. I cave in to most requests. Come on, anybody else weak out there? Online campus, are y'all weak? Maybe you're a weak aunt. Weak uncle. Weak grandparents. Come on, grandparents, y'all weak. Y'all weak. Grandparents are weak. Something about that, something about when you become a grandparent, you just got weak. It's like water becomes non-existent. You can drink juice all day. You drink juice all day with grandparents. Uh The thing is, even though I'm weak, my my girls feel like they have to come with me with uh, sales pitches. You know, they they sound like, uh, hey, if I'll clean my room, can I get more toys? Mm. Hey, if I eat all my dinner, can I eat a cookie? Hey, can I, if I do this, can I get this? They feel like they have to come with me at a sales pitch. The thing about it is I'm so weak, they don't even have to come with me at a sales pitch. (laughs) I'm going to grant the request no matter what. I'm going to grant the request no matter what. So the thing about it is they don't have to do something in order to get something from me. They don't have to come with the sales pitch. I'll do this uh, only if you do this for me. I'm so weak, I'm going to do it no matter what. No matter if they perform a certain way, no matter if they do certain duties, no matter if they act a certain way, I'm typically going to grant their request. They don't need to do anything in return to get something from me because I love them. My actions towards them are not dependent on their actions towards me. I'm going to say that again. My actions towards them are not dependent on their actions towards me. Verse 9 says this about love. Not because we acted first, not because we did anything, not because we earned it, but God acted out of love and sent his one and only son for our sins. We have to understand God's love correctly in order for us to love correctly. See, God gave and showed us love first. God gave and showed us love freely. It was not performance-based. It was unearned. It was not deserved. His love was given to us first. Only then can that same love flow from us. We're not going to live a life that says, only if you do this for me, I will love you. Only if you love me back will I love you. When we understand God's love for us, we have a love that flows even when there's wrong. We have a love that flows even when there's mistakes. We have a love that flows even when there's offenses. We have a love that flows with no strings attached. We have a love that flows freely. A love that's not performance-based. 
a love that loves over everything. We have to understand God's love correctly. Can we pray? Father God, right now we, we come humble for a moment, online campus, we come humble for a moment. Father God, right now we ask you to speak to us. If there's any area or any person that we're preventing love from flowing to, we want you to speak to us. We want you to show us. We want you to reveal it to us. Father God, right now we say we want to be a people that loves over everything. We want to be a people that love flows freely from us. Father God, right now, there's an area in our heart we allow you to speak to it. We allow you to speak to it. Holy Spirit, show us there's any area, there's any area. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen. You know, today's, today's message, the, the, the highlighting point was God's love for us. Everything that we ever do at one church is because of the love of God that he sent his one and only son. From, the, from the, the time we start worship, from the message, we always want to point to God's love. That's the only reason we come up here every single Sunday. That's the only reason we show up online campus. It's the point to God's love. A God that loved you so much that he sent his one and only son for you. A God's love that I just talked about just a few moments ago. It's undeserved. We don't deserve it. It's unearned. You don't have to do anything to earn it. It's a love that loved you first. It's a love that took action first. Online campus, I, I, I just feel it so strong. Some of you have been told that, that God only loves you if you do a certain thing, that God only loves you if you act a certain way. But I'm here to tell you, God's love is grace. God's love is grace. You don't have to earn it. We don't deserve it, but it's freely given. With every head bowed, every eye closed. If you've never heard this gospel that I'm, I'm telling you today, if you've never heard of a gospel where God so loved you that he sent his one and only son, I want to give you the opportunity to accept this gospel, that Jesus Christ died for our sins. On the count of three, I ask you to simply raise your hand. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. Maybe you've given your life to Jesus at some point, but maybe heard a different gospel where you didn't earn God's love. You didn't deserve God's love. I'll tell you today is a great day to come back. 
tell you today is a great day to come back. So on the count of three, if you want to accept Jesus today, I just simply ask you to raise your hand. Raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise your hand. If you want to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life today. Can we pray this prayer together? Online campus, pray it with us. Pray it with us. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Take my sins. And by your grace, I take your righteousness. I make you the Lord of my life. I give you all that I am. I hold nothing back. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, let's give it up for everyone that prayed that prayer today. And if that was you that prayed that prayer, online campus, if that was you today that, that prayed that prayer, if you accepted Jesus for the first time, or maybe you rededicate your life uh, back to Jesus, we want to know about it. If you text the cite it uh, to 903-634-7135, uh, we just want to celebrate with you. Uh, we want to make sure you have every resource you need on this faith journey. Uh, today was an amazing first step. Uh, but I believe God's not done with you yet. So we want to make sure you have everything that you have on your faith journey. Hey, we love you guys.